And they're based, that's basically the decision-making nexus for, for financial commitments that are going to be made by those countries. They're fought out at the Eurogroup. So when you hear Eurogroup, you can almost think this is the check-writing capacity of all of these 19 members of the Eurozone. Okay, some more uh, terms that get thrown around that are highly technical, it seems to me, at least in their ability to obfuscate. Reforms, restructuring, fiscal consolidation, and haircuts. Okay, let's do them in order. Okay, reforms are used in a very funny way in the sort of Eurozone speak, in the way these bailouts have been done. Reforms are also what they call structural reforms. And... You know, if you were presented with a headline, you'd say, gee, this is all really reasonable because they're supposed, these reforms are supposed to make these economies more efficient. But the notion they have of efficiency is a bit perverse. It's really basically boils down to reducing government spending and uh, crushing labor. So if you had a healthy, robust economy, you might say, gee, you know, yes, let's think about, you know, cutting government spending in places where, that we really are inefficient. But there it's a much more radical way of looking government spending. It's, a, it's sort of a neoliberal frame. It's, it's almost like Grover Norquist. We want government so small we can drown it in a bathtub. I mean, it really is that version of thinking with a better technocratic veneer put on it. So you're saying it, it's, an ide- it's an ideological approach rather it's, than it's a an technical ideo- It's an ideological. In fact, one of the things – now, I'm not competent to do this, but I had some you know, readers on my site. There was, a, there was a series of structural reforms proposed for Greece. I, I have never been able to find the real copy, you know, any version proposed by the Europeans, but there's a version proposed by the OECD, and it's 300 pages. And I had somebody who was expert in the construction industry look at the construction industry section, and he said, basically, this is ridiculous. You know, there's a reason that the construction industry is local. You know, things like marble, which Greece, ha- Greece has good marble, and and aggregates, the things you use to make concrete, are heavy. Therefore, that part of the construction industry is almost always local. You know, New York is built on, has a lot of limestone from the Hudson Valley for that reason. And yet, the the construction industry section assumes that somehow you'll get pan-European wide economies if you if you change how it's regulated, and so it's basically a prescription for looting the Greek you know the Greek marble and stone industry. I mean, so you've got stuff like that in there that that somebody who doesn't understand anything about the microeconomics of a lot of these industries just puts on a simple-minded hat and basically says, well, deregulation has to be better when a lot of times the regulations actually are there for good reasons. Restructuring. Okay, restructuring uh, is a term which is a, which is applied in this context to the debt because Greece has more debt than it can possibly pay. Now, restructuring this gets to your second term haircuts, Re- restructure or later term haircuts. Restructurings can basically, you know, like when you have a mortgage and let's say you've lost your job or you're between jobs, but you have a job offer and you won't get your new job. You know, you won't actually show up at work for six weeks. In the old days, banks would restructure, quote, restructure your mortgage, which basically meant they would work out a deal where uh, you would wind up paying less over time. You would not pay the original amount that was due on your mortgage. Now, there are two, broadly speaking, there are two ways you can go about it. One is that you can actually give, and this gets to the term haircut, you can actually cut the amount. You know, if your mortgage was originally $160,000, the bank says, okay, we'll call it one thirty, and then we'll, you know, otherwise we'll just readjust all the terms, you know, with, with the lower face amount. Lower principal. Lower principal amount, right? Lower, lower sort of total, you know, total amount 
um, you know, sort of total amount that's due. The, the principal is basically the amount you're expected to pay at the end. Mm-hmm. You've got the the mortgage amount, which, and then you've got all the interest, you know, payments you make along the way based on that principal amount. The other way of doing it is to reduce the economic value of the debt without reducing the principal amount. And the way you do that, for example, if you had a mortgage. You know, as you said, had a 15-year mortgage, you'd make it a 30-year mortgage. And instead of having the interest rate be, you know, let's say you had an older mortgage, 5%, you'd make the interest rate 3%. So you have, in fact, given the borrower relief in terms of how much they pay, but you have not reduced the principal amount. So that's what we were taught uh, in the heady days before 2008 to call a refi. That's right. That's right. And fiscal consolidation. Fiscal consolidation is really such doublespeak. Um, fiscal consolidation is uh, lowering the amount of debt that a government carries. So, for instance, Greece has an you know a ginormous debt to GDP ratio right now. It's over you know again if you.